I'm the guy I think that lays awake at night going, I wonder what the next car is going to be that they purchase, right? Yeah. So I'm not as concerned about what brought them to the brand. I'm more concerned about are we doing a good job of keeping them with the brand, right? If you yep. think about it, except for the infotainment side of the vehicle in that sort of digital tech support world, man, everything else that we're calling for could be real pivotal moments in yep. the relationship with the brand. And so it's our job, you know, to really make sure that we exceed those expectations. Welcome to Conversations That Matter, a podcast from Unifor. Here, we explore the latest customer experience trends, sales insights, innovations in AI and automation, and more with well-known thought leaders and industry experts. Tune in and join the conversation. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Randy Sar, and today we have an amazing guest straight from Atlanta, Georgia, and this person is a CX champion. He's a customer care champion, and he knows uh, all, a lot about technology within the contact center space. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Jeff Newman from Porsche Cars North America. Welcome, Jeff. Pleasure to be here, Randy. Thanks so much. Yeah, so super excited uh, to meet you. We had a great prep call, got to know each other a little bit more, and now uh, you know we want to get right into uh, the the crust of things in terms of how the podcast goes. So usually the first question sure. that we ask is, uh, what is one myth about AI in the contact center that you would like to debunk? Yeah, I think there's a there's a concern, and there's probably two camps for this. But one of them is, you know, for those that are currently working in the call center, well, there goes my job, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's this great concern that you know these r robots and machines are going to eliminate the human. And I actually strongly disagree. And I, I really do think there's there's kind of coming of two camps on this. And, okay. and the camp that I'm on is it's not going to eliminate jobs. If anything else, it's actually going to increase the value and worth of the human beings that are in the contact centers. Totally. Right? Because you yeah. got to figure that with what AI is going to be addressing for consumers, if it can't resolve the reason for the visit, then how much more difficult and complex must the situation be or how much more <laughs> empathy is needed? And yeah. I don't think in our lifetime that a robot's going to be able to sort of get to that point. And so I think the level of professionalism and quality of the individual that's on the other end is going to have to be even that much better and really more professional, quite frankly. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, you're, you're right. Like, with, There's no AI without humans. Correct. Right? Uh, the data is there. The data needs to be refined. Uh, it needs to be trained. Uh, the, the AI system, and so it goes without a doubt that that uh, is definitely necessary. So that's a good, great point that you made. Um, so uh, I want to get, get into your your day to day, uh, but mm -hmm. we'll start off first with like, what is your mission uh, in your organization uh, at Porsche sure. Cars? Yeah, pretty simple. Thank you for asking. By the way, you know, but simply, it's it's to provide a customer experience for our customers and dealers as legendary as the cars that we build. Plain and simple. All right, that's plain and simple. Um, and, <laughs> and, and no, I love that. I mean, uh, I think that's you know the mantra that you got to go for. That's your north star. Um, and then, uh, in terms of your day to day, uh, you know, walk us through your your day to day. What's what's involved? Uh, you know, as a manager of customer care. Sure. So we we and, and my team oversee a bunch of functions. Um, first of all, it's it's interesting because. You know, when I, when I get an opportunity to speak in front of a, an audience of, let's say, customer care professionals, contact center yeah. folks, one of the first things I like to do is just, you know, introduce myself and then just say, hey, raise your hand if you own a car, right? <laughs> yeah. And to this day, most folks, 
raised their hand. I think there was a, a, a moment there where people thought that we'd start seeing uh, car ownership erode at the same pace as home phone <laughs> ownership. Yeah, not yeah. quite there yeah. yet. No, nope, no. So, you know, most people still raise their hands. And they say, all right, well, now keep your hand raised if you've ever called the manufacturer of your brand. And that's when almost everybody puts their hand down. And then I get, you know, that look, right? Like the, the, your dog gives you when they think that they can understand <laughs> what you're speaking to them. <laughs> and so, yeah, a lot of people don't understand. Why would you call the manufacturer directly, right? When yeah. you think about your relationship with your vehicle, you think about the relationship you have with your dealership or your mechanic. Right. And so you got to figure that by the time you're calling the manufacturer directly, you're probably not in a great relationship with that dealer, yeah. potentially, or maybe with the brand directly, right? Maybe the, the dealer is saying, hey, this is out of our hands. It's, this is something going on with the manufacturer. You need to call them. Yeah. So from a traditional customer care perspective, that's what we oversee. Now, with a brand like Porsche, we're, we can be a bit of an aspirational brand. So we get some interesting calls outside of the, those kind. Of course. Um, but for, for customer care, that's that's predominantly it. Uh, another major portion that we have is what I would say, again, if you're thinking about uh, traditional contact centers, tech support. Yeah. But not in, in our world, not in the sense of mechanical tech support, more of the digital side of tech okay. support. Right. So our cars have become highly much more digitized. Right. AI. To go back to that you know yeah. and so basically we need, we have a team that helps support the zeros and one aspects of the vehicle of let's say your head unit right yeah i mean it's and so complex so, now right correct your infotainment system uh, the, what people might call telematics uh, uh -huh. the carplay functions bluetooth functionality and then even things like the owner's portal on an app or on a desktop things like that so um, we support that as well and as much as everybody might think yeah i would love you to go to our dealers to talk to them about it let's be honest that you know yeah. They've got bigger fish to fry than, than maybe knowing that the specifics <laughs> right. of the platforms and programs, and we should be able to support our dealers that way. And so we help that. You know, other parts of my world are, are, are a little bit more traditional than what you expect from an automotive. I oversee the roadside assistance program okay. and the contact center that comes along with that. And then the uh, emergency services solution. So if there's an automatic crash detection in the vehicle, yeah. uh, we have a, a, a team that actually helps provide the emergency services and get those procured out to you. Um, and so, cool, and then cool. of course, just a few bunch of other things, right? So the uh, experience with <laughs> oh. colleague Porsche, agent desktop platforms, emerging technologies, things like that. That's amazing. I mean, oh, I mean, all I can ask is like, what keeps you up at night? I mean, it sounds like there's so much going <laughs> on <laughs> in terms of like, you know, the, the, the different touch points that the, the customers have, but also like the different teams that you, you, you need to not yep. say micromanage, but like, you know, lead. Uh, yeah, make sure the experience is great. Like, what keeps you up at night? It's a great question, and I love that question. So, thank you. From where I sit, um, you know, there's let's say there's a lot more others that are devoted to um, getting someone to join the brand, right? Yeah. Um, I'm the guy. I think that lays awake at night, going, I wonder what the next car is going to be that they purchase, right? Yeah. So I'm not as concerned about what brought them to the brand. I'm more concerned about are we doing a good job of keeping them with the brand, right? If yep. you think about it, except for the infotainment side of the vehicle and that sort of digital tech support world, man, everything else that we're calling for could be real pivotal moments in yeah. the relationship with the brand. And so it's our job, you know, to really make sure that we exceed those expectations. For sure. Um, which is interesting, Randy, and if you don't mind me, I'll just, you know, uh, I'll go a little bit beyond that. Yeah, let's do a deep dive on um, that. We, we in our organization strive for extraordinary, right? Like ordinary interactions and conversations are not acceptable. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I try to do, whether this is whether, you know, you're dealing with us uh, digitally and never talking to a human or when you're dealing with a human, 
you know, it, it, it's kind of this mentality of going the extra 1%. Mm -hmm. What is it? What is something that I can do for you that you wouldn't have gotten if you didn't interact with us today? Yeah. Right. The sort of, did you know, right? So nobody wakes up in the morning hoping to contact my teams. I guarantee you for the most part, <laughs> 90 plus percent of folks don't wake up going, geez, I guess I hope I get to call Portia today. Right. So my hope is, is that our team is, is empowered enough and intelligent enough about the things that they do that while they're, we're talking with them, they can sort of add a, a, a plus one, if you will, to that conversation. Yeah, right. They called me because you were having a problem getting your connect services started. But when speaking to you, hey, oh my gosh, I noticed that you have this function in your car. What do you think about it? Yeah. I didn't know I had that function. Oh, oh no yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I can tell you a little bit about how you can use that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, the relationship usually when you buy a car ends at the, after, after the sale, the, the dealer gives you the keys and you're off. And then maybe you come back for your, you know, your five, your 10, your 15 uh, checkup. But you never really get like, besides like the usual, you know, CSAT survey, like how's it going? How was the experience? But you never get to actually talk with someone that actually knows about the car that knows, you know, is asking you like, how's this going? Did you know they could do this, right? So I think that's a, that's a great value add. Uh, right from, from from your brand yeah it, it's it's a driving force to me too when um when you think about self-serve right yeah. i was taught a really really long time ago you, if you build self-serve platforms and programs how do you think and build win-win right how do you make yeah. it a win for the customer and a win for the business if you're just oh. doing it to deflect calls you're not you're not you're not going to be in it for the long haul right yeah. How do I, you know, how do I provide something for my customer that they wouldn't have gotten if they didn't interact with me today? And I bring that same mentality into the contact center, right? So once I am talking with you, right? Again, think about it no differently than let's say your cable provider, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody calls hoping to call their cable provider, right? Either your internet's down, your TV is down, not yeah. a call we're looking forward to. Or you want right? to cancel. <laughs> right. And, and so to, to that plus one mentality I'm thinking of is you know when you're calling them, it's not a great time for them to tell you about that new HBO special, right? Or you know, hey, it's only ten ninety nine. Hey, if you could just get my TV working again, that would be fantastic. Then we can talk about it. Yeah. But maybe while you're helping me to get that, the, my services back up and running, you can add that. Hey, did you know that with your remote, you can now do this? Yeah, yeah. That's great. So just so everybody knows, uh, I'm here in Palo Alto, California, uh, at Unifor HQ. Jeff is over at Porsche Cars North America in Atlanta. Jeff, can you tell people that um, that are watching uh, through video, but also through audio, like where are you? What, what is this? What what is uh, what's behind you? Yeah. So um, when we built this facility a little over eight years ago, it was uh, to serve multiple purposes. One, it was to get as much of our organization across America into one central lo location. So we brought uh -huh. them all here to uh, the Atlanta area. Um, but then secondly. Um, similar to some other experience centers that we have uh, in, in other parts of the world, especially back in Germany, yeah. um, it's a retail facility. And so in our location, we actually have a place where you can um, go driving. Uh, you can do a simulator lab. Uh, we have a, a fine dining restaurant. And behind me, which you can see, is the second of two entry level areas into a museum. And so uh, that's actually why you see some of our guests today walking around while I'm down here uh, in our museum. Uh, people are getting an opportunity to look at some of our amazing vehicles. That's awesome. Uh, cool. Uh, I know we had a couple, couple of uh, my coworkers came by and uh, mm -hmm. did a little prep visit. So uh, we'll be uh, sharing some of those photos and videos uh, within the podcast as well so people can see. Um, but that's really cool. Uh, thanks for sharing that. 
Well, let's, uh, let's get into, uh, into AI, because I think that's uh, definitely the topic that a lot of our folks are talking about. Sure. I mean, every, every panel, every event, uh, everyone, whether you're in the contact center or whether you're in some other industry, everyone's talking about AI. Um, the news. Uh, it's just the news, <laughs> right? Like, you can't, you can't get rid of it. Um, and so it's kind of like back in the dot-com days when everyone was talking about stock options, how amazing they were, <laughs> but then eventually it was, it was like table stakes. Um, but, I mean, from your perspective... How do you think generative AI will change the contact center uh, customer experience, but also the agent experience? Yeah, it's a great question. And it, I, I, I have been enjoying somewhat sarcastically, like <laughs> the way everyone is exploding about AI recently, you know, especially yeah. since ChatGPT, you would think that that's when we first launched it, you know, AI. <laughs> uh, artificial a, intelligence has been around yeah. for what, 40, 50 years at this at point, least. if not longer, yeah. in the consumer space, right? In the military space, probably yeah. 60 years. Um, you know, it just seems to, I think, gotten to the point where people are more aware of what it can or can't do. But uh, obviously, we've, we've been using uh, artificial intelligence for a long time. I think when you think now of generative AI, okay. you know, I just I think it just means it's learning more faster. It's going to give us more capabilities. I think really the idea of self-service is going to be, you know, again, enhanced. Right. Yeah, so sure. I should know a lot more about you before you get on and you start looking for help for self-service. And by the time you get there from all the data that we've gathered, either with talking okay. to humans or with other interactions with previous people with similar issues, we should really be able to help you get to your answer the first time quickly, right? So I, I definitely yeah. see that. Um, even in the contact center, um, we've seen all this great new technology where we're using real-time dictation, if you will, right? That, you know, it's, we're getting live transcripts and then all of a sudden our agents are getting access to knowledge database articles that we think are going to help during the course of that conversation. Yeah. Or if there's things that from a soft skills perspective that we want to hear our agents say, they're getting those hints because the system knows our quality assurance program, right? Yeah. And so yeah. when we hear those little hints or drops from a consumer, it's like, hey, don't forget to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the conversations are going to improve as well. I, it, it's just... It's, it's going to help all. It's going to help our customers. It's going to help our agents. I think it's yeah. going to drive customer and agent satisfaction. For sure. No, no, that's a good point. Um, uh, you, you mentioned uh, two key words in there, quality assurance. And I know in our prep mm -hmm. call, we talked about that's one of your passions. Um, how do you think quality assurance and AI play together? Yeah, there's a, <laughs> um, I, I, again, I think there's going to be a lot that the two of them are going to go together. Um, as I just kind of said a little bit briefly, yeah. um, but imagine, you know, you're using platforms now where you're pretty much telling the platform, here is what we're looking for in our conversations with our customers, right? Uh -huh. There's key words, there's key phrases, you know, so without having to necessarily prod our agents anymore, um, it can come off a lot more smoother yeah. um, to help them to say and do the right things, to find the right answers. And I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, and this goes back to sort of our expectations of giving a plus one experience here at Porsche. You know, let's think of a, a typical tech support type call. If somebody called in and into a, an auto manufacturer and said, um, hey, I just bought uh, my brand new car and I'm having yeah. an issue with getting the infotainment services set up. Okay. And the agent said, you know, uh, Mr. Gazar, so sorry to hear that you um, are having those uh, issues. Glad you got me. I'll be the one to make sure we get that working before you hang up with me today. Yeah. Right. I think. Right. With a lot of other companies, that might sound like that was really good, Jeff, and you would probably get a hundred for that approach, right? <laughs> it's not good enough for us, yeah. because if you go back and rewind, what was the first thing that as the, the customer said? I just bought, okay. right? 
And so in our world, we want our agents to acknowledge that, right? Because especially when it comes to Porsche, there's a couple of things. One, for some folks, that's a milestone event, right? Like they've been dreaming about a Porsche since they had that poster in their room as a kid. You know, for somebody like me, it's that midlife crisis car, right? So um, uh, it, it could be a really momentous occasion. So, True. you know, we want and expect our agents when somebody calls and says, hey, I just bought a Tycon and I'm having a problem getting the infotainment services set up. Yeah. Acknowledge that. Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. Congratulations on your purchase, right? <laughs> Maybe embellish upon a little bit and then go, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that we couldn't get those services working for you right away, but you know yeah. what? You got me now. I'm going to get it all set up for you before we hang up on this call. Well, how does AI help with that? AI recognizes the term I just bought, yeah. right? So when I just bought comes from the customer, there is a pop-up that says, don't forget to congratulate the customer. Yeah. No, and, and Randy, quite frankly, and, and again, you talked about my pet, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, <laughs> you talked about my passion for, for quality. Yeah. Quality for me is not about uh, trying to have gotcha moments with your agents. I would love all of our agents to get 100. And if so, technology is going to help them to do so, why wouldn't I want to take advantage of that? Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, we all we say here, you know, you want to work, work smarter, not harder, right? Uh, and I think right. that's definitely how. AI plays a role in, in definitely in the agent experience. For those contact center leaders that are listening in right now, um, mm -hmm. you know, they they're they're hearing this, uh, they, they're they're hearing you and, and sharing your experiences, which is great. Like I, I love what you're doing, uh, what you're sharing. And, and that, you know, what are if if you could uh, leave them with one tip to make um, their jobs as successful as possible, what would that one tip be? Boy, just one is, is difficult. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> but, you know, when, when you're a leader, yeah. um, you're also a role model, right? And, and, I, and I tell people all the time, yeah. uh, leading is not that different than parenting. As a matter of fact, it's probably a lot alike. <laughs> it but is. you've got to love your people like family. I, I think if I were really to boil it down to something really simple, and so that doesn't matter whether it's for customer care or in any other organization, if it's yeah. accounting, the mail room, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, if you're in a leadership position, you got to love the people that you're leading. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, I, I feel the same way too. It's like, I've always said, you know, if you can't hang, hang out with your, your coworkers over the weekend, then that's a problem. Not that you want to hang out with your coworkers over the weekend, sure. but, but you, you want to yeah. be able to, to lead them in a way that moves them, that uh, prepares them for their career, whether it's at yep. your current company or, or later, right? And I think that's yep. uh, kind well, of- Well, let me leave you with a perfect example of that. So um, it, from the perspective of always leading by example, um, most quality assurance programs are pretty comparable, right? Depend, you know, whether it's for customer service, tech support, financial services, so yeah. forth and so on. They, they, they all pretty much have the same sort of a flow. There's some sort of a warm welcome, you know, Okay. Uh, assessing needs, offering a solution, overcoming objections, thank you, and following up. Something like that, right? Right, right. But typically, they always start with some sort of a warm welcome, right? Okay. Now, think about a typical coaching session that, an, you know, a quality manager or a team leader or something like that might be having with their agent. You know, do they immediately sit down and say, okay, Randy, let's go listen to some calls? Yeah. Right? <laughs> now, are you leading by example at that point? Because... You're telling me with complete strangers that I ought to treat them with a nice, warm welcome and, and welcome to the brand. And yet you, my leader, my coach, the person that's supposed to love me, sits down and goes, if you will, straight into transaction. 
That's a good, right? that's a good point. Yeah. Good yeah. Point. So you got to sit down and, and maybe just have a, a sentence or two, you know, just get a little bit personable right before you dive right into, okay, now let's listen to some calls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally agree. That's how I manage. And I, and I hope that others out there, uh, you know, if you're, for those of you listening in, uh, again, you're listening to the Conversations That Matter podcast by Unifor, and we're talking with Jeff Newman from Porsche Cars North America. He's in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're talking about AI, we're talking about agent experience, we're talking about leadership. Uh, these are all top of mind topics that leaders are talking about. Uh, there was a survey recently, uh, I think it was around a thousand CEOs, and the number one thing that they wanted, that they were talking about was generative AI and how to actually get a strategy in place. So, you know, we uh, really talked about that. So um, if you guys are listening in, uh, definitely uh, hit us up uh, with a hashtag on any comments related to this. If you have other leadership tips that you are uh, have gone through that you've had some challenges that you've overcome, we want to hear about it uh, on the social intranets. Uh, just use the hashtag CTM podcast, that's CTM podcast. Um, so, uh, Jeff, uh, let's talk about, let's dive into uh, the kind of measurement, because uh, I think that's a big part of your job. You know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what does your daily dashboard look like uh, that you want to keep top of mind that perhaps your executives are, 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 are uh, measuring you on? Yeah, thank you for that. You know, I keep it kind of simple and, and, and it might be a little bit contrary to the typical contact center approach. Okay. Um, it, there's one metric for me right now, and it's it's NPS, right? Um, yeah. Do do we look at some of the operating efficiency metrics? You know, matrices, absolutely, of course, yeah. right? Because you know, you you can't be on the phone indefinitely. There's no ever and never will be a direct correlation to time on the phone to customer loyalty. It just doesn't exist. So right. so you have to have some sort of guardrails to make sure that you know you're staying efficient as an organization. But at the end of the day, what matters most to me is my net promoter score. Um, and that really rings true throughout all of my organizations. As I said earlier, I'm typically not dealing with customers that are in a great state at that moment, right? They either had a breakdown <laughs> right. on the road or, um, you know, they're not happy with their dealer or they're not happy with their yeah. car. And so um, our job is to turn that into as positive an experience as possible totally. so that all of a sudden it's we exceeded their expectations. And so net promoter score is the key metric for us. Yeah, no, that's a great. Um, and again, for those listening in, uh, let us know if you agree, if that's something that you're also measuring on. Um, CTM podcast is the hashtag, CTM podcast. Um, now, I'll, I'll say this, Randy, inter you know, yeah. interestingly, um, internally, I don't use the same metric. So um, <laughs> for, for my team, that my, this, my success measuring is, is actually the ease question, right? So most of my calls are um, outsourced, if you will. And um, for me, I don't have an employee engagement survey that I can send them, right? You know, it's they don't oh, work directly for me. Yeah. But what I have gotten permission from all my partners to do is to ask a really simple question. On a scale of zero to 10, how easy does Porsche Cars North America make it for you to serve our customers and dealers? Okay. Right? And then that I ask- That puts ownership on you. It's all, all right. on me. And of course, yeah. all my partners are like, yeah, have at it. You can ask that question all day yeah. long. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, right. and then, and then I just, you know, the gold is the verbatim box after that. Like, so why did you score us that? Yeah. Right. And then um, I will just ask some characteristical questions like, you know, which department are you serving? Uh, which channel? Um, how long you've been in the role? So forth and so on. But yeah. boy, that's really, really useful for me. Right. And, and again, I think the partners have no problem with that because again, it puts the spotlight back on us, but is it, is it a system thing? Is it a knowledge database thing? Is it new hire training? Whatever it is. Yeah. I love that. That's important to me. 
No, that's great. That's great. No, um, I would love to see that data <laughs> come in real time. <laughs> I mean, that's just like so cool to see. Um, and I, I mean, if everyone did that to their partners or vendors, I mean, that would be like phenomenal. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, uh, um, you know, we haven't talked too much about your background because, you know, where you mm -hmm. are now uh, is, has been, you know, been sharing some great information. And I think it's, it will be helpful for other content center leaders to listen into. Um, but how did you get to where you are? What, what's kind of your background? How did you get, how did you get to, to Porsche? It's not a straight line. <laughs> never is. Never is. So um, I, I started on the, uh, on the wireless industry back in the days when we used to still print our own money, basically, yeah. okay. uh, and on the retail side. And um, at one point, it sort of became known for being a, a retail guru in that company. And when we decided to dip our toes into Six Sigma, I was one of four people that was handpicked uh, for that initiative. Okay. And that was a, a tremendous opportunity because I, I guess yeah. for intentional purposes, was low man on the, on the totem pole, if you will, versus the other three individuals that were selected. And it was truly just an amazing process. And quite frankly, as a leader too, up until that point, I was certainly a by the gut decision maker. Uh -huh. um, and then, you know, understanding the CEO and his intentions at the time while we put that team together, you know, to really understand how you can balance data with pragmatism. And it forever changed me, right? Like I, from that point forward, don't, you know, you, you don't want to be the person that comes to me ever starting a statement with, you know, most of my customers and then fill in the blank, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Say, well, well, prove it to me, right? What's the yeah. data behind that? But it's sometimes as a leader, as we know, you just have to have that leap of faith, you know, and or, and, or just make the right decision. But, yeah. you know, to, to have the discipline of knowing that data behind is really important. Yeah. Um, after, after going through that training, uh, I had some sort of process development jobs for a little bit, um, supporting retail and then contact centers. Okay. And during that time, uh, the executive of, uh, over the overseeing all contact centers of that company said, hey, what do you think about leading a contact center organization? Sure. Yeah. I love leadership. And so to me, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're leading, um, you know, what channel, whatever. And so uh, that was the first time I did that. Um, okay. During that time, uh, uh, a part of our business broke off and uh, became a new company. And okay. uh, I was either the last or next to last employee that was able to go over and bridge my time. And it was a wireline business. And okay. the CMO at the time had this vision, uh, sort of an I have a dream speech prepared for NASDAQ that he's gonna ring that bell one morning and he's gonna say, here's how we turn wireline revenue positive again. <laughs> and he really thought that retail locations was gonna be the key to that. And now this is, yeah. I started the first Monday of 2008. Okay. And this is still one of my favorite parts of my resume story. Um, you know, we were held accountable for uh, telephone sales, internet sales, and TV sales. Uh -huh. And if you put yourself back into the beginning of 2008, where the economy was. And um, the tank. When, yeah, right? Yeah. We had this major housing recession. And of course, yeah. housing sales is really important for the, the wireline business back then. Sure. Um, plus, we were already sort of since the launch of the iPhone in 2007, we were starting to hit that point where home phone erosion was happening, right? They were yeah. losing home phones to wireless phones. And... Over the course of the next three years, our team was able to grow all three of those products and services year over year with a net zero sum and headcount store count. Now we opened some stores and we closed some stores, yeah. um, but we, we stayed relatively flat in total counts. And that, that was just an absolutely amazing experience. Um, not a That's silver awesome. bullet. There was a lot of things that it took to make that happen, but yeah, truly amazing. Sure. Um, from there, uh, they asked, well, can you do that same magic back in our contact centers? And so <laughs> sure, back in the consumer on, on the consumer uh, fair, fair side, if you will, and customer care on there. Gotcha. Um, and then at that point, um, 
I guess, reading the tea leaves and thinking, you know, wireline might not be the future. <laughs> uh, uh, I was probably more susceptible to being plucked from somewhere else uh, okay. more than ever. And American Express Travel came and found me. Okay. Uh, and uh, my wife and I love to travel. And I'm like, boy, that's a, if there's a company, I don't have to worry about going out of business or, you know, it's <laughs> like, it's a credit card company, certainly American right. Express. Yeah. Um, so went and did that, had some fun there. And then while there, uh, uh, Porsche Cars North America contacted me about this opportunity. And this role hadn't cool. existed before then. This uh, The hiring leader had a vision. Okay. Uh, and there was some transformation coming along. There were new services coming along, new contact center needs. Yeah. And he's like, I think I really need somebody with contact center experience. And awesome. he hired me anyway. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, so you've been there for how long? Eight years now. Eight plus eight years. years. Now. Awesome. Awesome. Um, no, that's great. Uh, um, and then, uh, in terms of, uh, like way back, even before you started your career, where, where did you go to college? What did you study? Um, I went, I finished up my schooling at uh, Rochester Institute of Technology. Uh, I was a marketing major, um, uh, with a background or minor in communications. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I did my BS in, uh, in, uh, MIS. So management information systems, mm -hmm. um, uh, Actually, the college was business administration, but then a concentration at MIS. Mm -hmm. so. Did you two have the fun of taking those uh, Cobalt and Fortran classes, knowing how much that was going to be helpful in your future? Oh my gosh, yeah. No, I did. I did Fortran. <laughs> I mean, what, for me, what was interesting was this is in the '90s, and I was learning all web technology all on my own. I was learning Java, JavaScript, Perl, C++. None of that was being taught in school, so mm -hmm. I was doing that, building websites for companies, and and. And, and you know that's what my life was in the, in the 90s and so when it came to col college i think the, the business side was interesting for me because i could mm -hmm. you know i was learning the entrepreneurial side of things mm -hmm. um and leadership right and communication uh but uh, you know fortran for me you know yeah i, I took a course in it and I, I got it pretty quick and easy because i knew the stuff already uh you know you know once you know one program language you know all but today i don't program um but you know, I'm more doing prompt engineering, as they say. Um, <laughs> that's probably what I'm doing. Uh, well, cool. That's that's uh, no. Thanks for that background. It's always interesting to hear uh, the podcast where people come from and and how they kind of grew up on that. Yeah. In in some, I like to tell people, you know, so I started off in telecommunications, which apparently sets you up perfectly for luxury travel, which sets you up perfectly for luxury automotive. <laughs> that that works. It's the right it's the right career path, right? I, I think so. I mean, I started as aeronautical <laughs> engineering. Uh, major in uh, Cal Poly, and then I came back to the Silicon Valley here and started doing business. So, you know, it is it, everyone has their own path. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's uh, get on to the rapid fire uh, of, of the podcast. Uh, I think that's always kind of a fun uh, thing that we, we try and do, and maybe we get to know you a little bit more. I mean, we've got to know you quite a bit so far. <laughs> um, so I appreciate your your honesty and your, your what they say your your vulnerability uh, in answering these questions. Um, but we're not tuck crunch. We're not trying to, you know, get the scoop. Uh, but what we want to do is uh, just kind of get to know you. So first question sure. that we always ask in the rapid fire is if you were to call into a contact center, if you've, you know, you've done your chat and you're like, I want to talk to a human. And that human could be a celebrity, an artist, a musician, uh, dead or alive. And that person could solve your, your, uh, your challenge, your issue at, at that time. Who would that person be? It could be a loaded question. Um, but um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a man of faith, Randy, so I, yeah. who else to answer my call but Jesus? And, and that could have so many different meanings. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. 
But it, it I think I think it would go from my cable being out to Jeff. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> exactly. Why is that so important? <laughs> Why are you calling me? Do, do you really need TV to be watching TV? Is that is that going to yeah. help you to come see me someday? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, we haven't had that one before, but I, I totally get it. Uh, so that's awesome. Um, and then, uh, what is one thing not on your LinkedIn profile? What is one thing not on your LinkedIn profile? Oh my gosh, that's that's a that's also a fun question because I'm one of those guys that like uh, even if I've been working at the same company like here for eight years and they say tell us something about you don't know there are so many of those <laughs> that I do I forget yeah. about them. Um, how about the fact that I used to dress up in a uh, blow up flip phone and run around on the court for the Charlotte Hornets during a uh, third quarter um, ten nice. and ten thousand dollar basketball contest. That's uh, awesome. Three point shooting contest. Did you ever so see anybody win? Back then, our, our, oh yeah, our company back then used to sponsor a, a three-point shot during the yeah. Charlotte Hornets games, and uh, there were a few of us that used to be those Motorola <laughs> flip phones. I was one of them. <laughs> you, you had the lucky job. <laughs> That's awesome. You should add that. Add that as job experience on LinkedIn. I think that would definitely amp up your your, your profile. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, if there was one masterclass that you would that you could take now, what would that masterclass be? That I can take now, not not yeah. so the old version of me, not the young version of me. Yeah, the one now. Like, what is it that you want to learn more of? What's that masterclass that you would want to sign up for? Italian cooking. All right, bellissimo. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love I, I love to cook, and I've been to Italy a few times, but I've never done one of those immersive cooking classes while there. Yeah. Like it would be kind of fun for me to like maybe just spend a few weeks, a couple months, like actually mastering Italian. Oh cooking. yeah, that totally would be amazing. I love that. Yeah, that's uh, going. I'm, I'm going there in a couple weeks, so that should be. Uh, should, uh, I'll get some tips for I you. Live there in a heartbeat. I, I would probably about be three times my size, quite frankly, and happy. <laughs> and happy. Yeah. Well. Um, I think that answers both questions I was just going to ask you. One is, what is one country that you want to visit, and what's your best day? So I think your best day is going to be Italian cooking and, and eating the food. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we're done with the rapid fire, um, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but so you know, but seriously, I think we're I think we're good. Uh, I think we're done. But I, thank you so much uh, for taking the time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate the invite and the opportunity to speak with you today, Randy. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so thank you all for listening in. Uh, to conversations that matter. Uh, we thank Jeff uh, for his time today. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, who Jeff is, uh, I would assume, uh, Jeff, uh, the best place to go would be on your LinkedIn profile if they want to uh, chat up more on you. Okay. Um, and then, as always, uh, we have over 60 episodes of Conversations That Matter. So make sure to follow along on your favorite podcast uh, player and um, listen to our archive dating back to July 2020 with some of the top CX, AI, and leadership experts out there in the contact center and CX world. So thanks all for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time on another episode of Conversations That Matter. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations That Matter. Subscribe to our podcast for more great content. And if you want to learn more about the topic we discussed, visit Unifor.com today.